is Subject to This, an Ace Attorney fan cast. I'm Stephanie. You can cross your eyes and look at me. I'm Michelle. I'm a big steamship full of Russians. <laughs> and I'm Kevin, a, a flaming horse carriage where a man dies. And that's correct. We are back and ready to talk about it. I'll unload that whole first half of Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah, except hang on. The news. First order of business. The podcast is 10 years old. Happy hey, birthday congrats. to the podcast. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> Happy We're birthday still... to Jesse and the podcast. Yeah. That's April. Um, okay, that's over. Um, now that we have entered month 16 of the 20th anniversary. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> there is some news, which is uh, they're releasing everything on vinyl records. All the soundtracks for the first six games on vinyl i just had a moment where i was like oh god there's way more than six games that's <laughs> so many games um but anyway yeah the first three and then apollo and then spirit and and dia and uh dual destinies all of the soundtracks out on vinyl and then we'll put the link in the description because it's not a japanese exclusive because it's actually a u it's actually a u.s based company is what it looks like wow. yeah so you can actually buy it i think it's like a hundred and 20. 20? Okay, that's yeah. like $120 for the all, all the vinyls. Um, it looked to me like it was one disc per game. I believe so, yes. Yeah. One disc per game. They all The discs are badge-colored. They all look like the badge, and then the inside of looks like the badge also, which is pretty cute. The art is crazy, which I, <laughs> I promised I wouldn't just talk about the art the whole time, but the sleeve art is done by somebody who is not the official artist. And it shows, and it's very good. The art is incredible. It's it's it is not bad art, but it also has insane proportions. <laughs> Everything is fully insane proportions. Um, so if you're into vinyl records, go get those. I will say that I wasn't. Michelle was talking to other people in the Discord. I was not there. Um, but I saw the screenshot of her zooming in on Udgy, making up face. Yeah, I, I said that the judge is making a shocked Pikachu face. Yes. It's like exactly shocked Pikachu, and that's why I zoomed in on it so much. I don't remember. June was saying something about, like, something completely, or asking if it was official art. I was <laughs> zooming in on shocked Pikachu judge. Because in the, the same picture is got Edgeworth. I'll only talk about this one, I promise. I'm not even looking at it. This is how much it... So Phoenix is way too broad. Phoenix is incredibly broad. Um, and Edgeworth is in the foreground, and he's also gigantic, and his <laughs> hand is huge. Like, yeah, like Yowie hands is an understatement. His hands are so big, and he's presenting a corrected autopsy report, which is the size of a business card. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's the right size. His hand is just that big. I think so. I think you're right. I think it is a full-size autopsy report, and Edgeworth has just gone, like, become giant. His hand has started to become Hulk hands. It's, like, <laughs> wild. Well, and Phoenix, like, he's in his, like, hunched-over, defeated sweating pose. Yeah. But his, like, neck is as thick as his head. All of the, all of the art, their neck is twice as... Because June, June really didn't like Diego Armando's pose on the one that Diego is in. And Diego's pose is not insulting to me, but Diego's neck is five times <laughs> as thick as anyone has ever seen before. And the problem here is now Stephanie's pulling up the pictures. I said we wouldn't talk about this the whole episode, but it could be the whole episode. 
I just I didn't I didn't click the link to see all look. of them. You, no, you I was waiting for this. I'm okay. waiting for Are the, you treat. the tweet. Oh, I see live reaction. You need a bigger you need the bigger picture. Okay. So like the co- the cover art and we're talking about the sleeve art cuz there's six sleeves art. The box art itself is not insulting. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like group sh- shots and that's fine. Keep going. This one. Yeah. But you're right. I'm not gonna listen. If I have anything additional, I will comment. And the judges, Shaq Pikachu judge, so good is now a Discord reaction because Tony was was so uh, enamored that he created he he also transparented the background. So now we can just have Shaq Pikachu judge in the Discord. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, yeah, no, I mean everything you said was accurate. So I'm just gonna leave it. Uh, Franzi whipping gummy is accurate. It's fine. Is that gonna? I think that's all of it. Then the next tweet. Um, This is the Diego and Mia. This is a classic shot. He's doing a weird leg thing where he's trying to sit on the table cool, but he's holding two cups of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, this is what Jude was very insulted with and called it, like, why does he look like he's pooping? Um, (laughs) Which is whatever. Mia's, like, sitting in front of an old-style computer and Diego is handing coffee. My problem is... This neck right here. <laughs> Look at how big that neck is. It has to support these beefy arms and yaoi hands. I know. It's very funny. The the computer has Terry Falls on it, so I'm like, wow, Terry Falls made the <laughs> made, made it in the art. Um uh Mr. Hat looks amazing in this other photo. Yeah, it's like part. Apollo and Clavier are playing cards on the, the sleeve for Apollo Justice and it's like them playing cards next to a box of Kleenex inexplicably and uh but otherwise is fine. Uh the next one's Athena falling and Apollo and Phoenix ignoring her. Uh, yeah, unfortunately in character. <laughs> There's Mia. Everyone eating pizza and Mia eating a burger. Maya eating a burger. Sorry, Maya eating a burger and Mystic No, we have to talk about the burger because we have to talk about a couple of things about this group (laughs) shot if we're here. (laughs) So the the final sleeve art is for Dual Destiny. No, for Spirit of Justice, but it takes place in Right Anything and it's like an ensemble. Everyone is there eating pizza. However, uh, Miles Edgeworth in the background drinking an orange soda in front of multiple boxes of donuts. <laughs> you know it's donuts because Blackwell's over here is sitting in front of one, which is the biggest fucking donut I've ever seen. <laughs> we'll get to Maya in a second. Everyone's eating pizza. Don't forget that I said everyone's eating pizza and drinking orange soda because there's a can that says orange on it. Maya, however, has a burger. The burger she's holding in her flat palm. She's not gripping the burger. She's holding it in her flat palm. The burger contains only one object, and that object is lettuce. It sure does. You can tell it is a lettuce sandwich. So where do they get pizza, donuts, and lettuce sandwiches from? <laughs> what fucking store did they, like, Dunkin', you know how there's, like, Fusion Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins in Japan and Fornia? It's like a burger shack and a pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the problem, right? Pizza, pizza, pizza doesn't serve burgers. So she's like, can I get the burger? They're like... Uh. <laughs> I, I think, unfortunately, it, this implies that Maya made them go to an additional restaurant to get her a lettuce sandwich burger, but also that must have been when they picked up the 20... Do you think Edgeworth showed up with 20 dozen donuts? Yes, I <laughs> like, think so. This is my housewarming present. It's three boxes of a dozen donuts, and everyone's like, thanks, Edgeworth. Why are they all chocolate? <laughs> Why are they not variety? Why are they all the size of, like, a pancake from IHOP? <laughs> Um, a phenomenon that has happened a lot here in Chicago is uh, places that have been owned by the same family for years are now shutting down because the only person left wants to retire. Um, maybe he was waiting 
three hours in line for like a donut place that was going to close and he got three dozen donuts. You're making me sad because Dinkles is closing. It is. No, I, that's like, I mean it. Uh, I will say that Dinkles is a place where you can get dozens of donuts and also a lettuce sandwich. <laughs> See, okay, so in Japanifornia, it's a fusion Dinkles pizza, pizza, pizza. There you go. <laughs> the one thing I will say about Maya's hand position, it looks like she was meant to hold a piece of pizza, and someone said, no, 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 no put a burger in it. And this person has never played Ace Attorney before, so they're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> didn't change the hand position because they just got that far. And it's very funny because this is like unique. This is like origin, a U.S. origin item, right? Like right. this is not a, an import item. So it, the original art will be her holding this shitty lettuce burger. And so anyone who imports it to Japan is going to be like, what? Well, <laughs> like, Japan is obsessed with ramen. In ramen, yeah, that's why they're So, like, imagine like... if they put noodles in her. <laughs> just I'm sure it would be a bowl. But... Just a palm full of... She could have put cup ramen. No, it but could be a like... cup, could be a bowl. But no, imagine loose noodles. Because that's what they've noodles. done with this lettuce burger. That's very funny. Um, anyway, we can stop talking about that anyway, before we go yeah. further. But it's... It's a, it's a joy and a delight to get this vinyl release. Uh, I might buy it. <laughs> I think Tony already bought it, so we will have. I can't tell if he bought it for me or just to have it. So it's probably one of those. It's, it's for us, comrade. <laughs> it's for us, comrade. And so now we will be able to enjoy them on vinyl at some point. Yeah. Uh, so Excellent. Look, look forward to that. I don't think we'll like put that hot audio on the <laughs> podcast feed. But no, we probably get copyright strict immediately. <laughs> And you say that as though they've found us at, yet. Veg ballads should get taught copyright yeah. struck. We should be getting cease and desist letters as we speak. <laughs> well, anyway, all right. We've 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 talked at length. Is that all the news? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. We said we were going to later talk about the uh, graphs and stuff. We're not going to talk about this episode because we just got to unpack a lot of feelings, thoughts, comments from you and us. About the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, part one. Part one. Part one. Adventures. So, Kevin, what do you, what do you have to say about part one? You, we, they've heard us at length, but uh, do you yeah, think? in totality. Yeah, just sort. Let's do let's do top down feelings, I guess. Right. My my overall feelings on part one, uh, having now been modified by the existence of part two, is that, and I won't I won't get into that, of course, yet because. You both still have to go through it. Yeah. Uh, was that, like, between the two, part two was a lot stronger, and that part one was retroactively quite a slog, that it took a really long time to get pretty much nowhere, that, like, by the end of it, um, nobody had really fulfilled a character arc yet. It, it's a game that's all set up. And that is kind of painful to go through for, like, five straight cases. Because the thing that, that hit me most as I hit the end of that game is, like, oh, it doesn't have a proper case five. Like, it... Because normally a case five would be this big dramatic conclusion to a story arc that it started at the beginning of the game. And this just didn't have that. Like, nothing was yeah. particularly closed or concluded... And by the end of it, we just have a bunch of lingering questions and plot threads. Because, see, the bad part about it is, from my understanding of Case 1, like, the only character art that gets set up is that Ryanosuke doesn't actually want to be a lawyer. <laughs> that, so that in order to resolve the big character arc would have been having him quit and be a Sherlock Holmes 2 baby, right? Like, it, he wouldn't <laughs> have been able to... 
they can't do that. They need a whole game of him being a lawyer. That's true. And Susato could have been the lawyer, right? Because she loves it. But yeah. instead they were like, get on a boat. You're gone. <laughs> they kick her, yeah, they kick her straight off to a boat. Um, I agree. Even at this point, but not that retroactive, it is a slog. I'm sitting here right now thinking, I'm like, if I ranked all the games, where would I rank this one? And it it goes under Dual Destinies and above Spirit of Justice. And the reason being is I was... Spirit of Justice does all the arcs and stuff like that, but the resolutions that they give us in Spirit of Justice are so disappointing and painful to me that I'd rather play a slog of a bunch of mediocre cases that don't resolve or build to anything than play Spirit of Justice again. Interesting. Wow. No, because Spirit of Justice does Harsh. have some characters that I really like more so than this one. Like, uh, and this is unpopular opinions with Michelle time, but like nobody in this game compels me. Mm. But Garon compels me. That's fair. I like Garon. Garon compels me. Gar- no, Garon's exactly what I mean in terms of having like a big dramatic conclusion to your yeah. game. Because like I, I didn't like most of Spirit of Justice, but I liked that final case. I liked case. that final case. Yeah, there was like shit happening constantly. And, and, and I could say the same about... Um, uh, sorry, I'll, no. I'll respond to that in a sec. But uh, I could say the same about um, the second game. Because I didn't like most of that game, but I loved Justice for All. Yeah, Justice for All. I agree. Um, although I think Justice for All comes in kind of... Justice for All has has a good intro case. That's true. Like, it, it giving Phoenix Amnesia as dumb as it is, it's like <laughs> a great intro catch. So, like, it's weird because for me, JFA, like, comes in hot, cools off, and then, like, comes back hot, right? Yeah. But you're right. It is... Justice for All, I think, is is has been my bottom for a long time. I can't tell you right now whether... I don't know. I You can roll back the tapes. <laughs> but um, I think that I... I think that I put Spirit lower than Justice for All, but I think that was a hard choice for me. Mostly because that Mad on Guard... Like, Mad on Guard Shelly the Killer is, like, so good. That's so The good. Mad on Guard like, twist hit me really hard while yeah. playing that one. Um for me, Spirit Justice, while the Garon case was compelling, I remember us at length saying, like, even though they've built these stakes to Phoenix having a gun, several guns, guns pointed at yeah. his face, I still am like, well, we'll get, we'll get out of we'll this somehow. Be fine. <laughs> the stakes were so ridiculous, and Phoenix is so invincible, I yes. just couldn't feel the stakes in the case to be real stakes. At the same time, like, to your point, is that they don't... Phoenix goes through nothing in that game, right? right. And, it, that's and that's true. why the guns don't hit as they don't hit because like Phoenix doesn't care about anyone else in that game. <laughs> like, ostensibly, Trucy. he goes to Karine because Maya's in trouble. Like well, ostensibly, he goes there for Maya, but then like nothing, right? Like nothing. It doesn't feel. Like, he, Phoenix doesn't go through any change, which is also the problem we're having with DGS. One is, like, nobody has an arc. Mm-hmm. Phoenix doesn't have an arc in Spirit of Justice. Apollo doesn't have an arc in Spirit of Justice. And if somebody wants to fight me on that, go for it. But he had an arc in Dual Destinies. He didn't have an arc in Spirit. He decided to quit his job and stay in... And do his job somewhere else. Yeah, and just yeah. do his job in his home, in his home. home... I'm doing so many air quotes. In his, in his place where he grew up that he definitely beloved and talked about <laughs> repeatedly his whole life <laughs> so to get back to um dgs1 yes i like the bright spots for me in this game where i was like oh this has promise uh like i did like case three i thought that was an interesting one 
which we just talked about, case three is the Magnus McGilded case. Magnus McGilded's case, yes. Um, Mostly because, like, that case, you know, something really interesting happened. Yeah. Uh, And uh, as well, uh, I'll get into that more in a sec. I mean, I do like the Herlock Sholmes deduction dance. I think it's very silly and fun. And I like it better than the puddle. I yes, like, I do definitely like the deduction, better than the puddle. Yes, it's, I think we're um, all in agreement there. I think the deduction dance, and then maybe it gets better in the second part, but the de- as, as Stephanie said famously, I think, last episode, it, the deduction dance can always be solved by going behind the person or behind the thing. Like, it's not... You, you stand behind them, you solve the case. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not true. that challenging. It's not a hard puzzle, yeah. no. And I just kind of want it to be a little bit... Given that the investigation in this game is so on rails, yes. it would be nice if the deduction dance had a little bit of challenge to it, but it doesn't. No. But it does shake up the, the drudgery of yeah. investigation in this I, one. And I mean, the it being fiercely linear is part of the problem with why the game feels like such a slog, yeah. is that, that feeling like you really only have one path forward at any given time, and you're almost entirely guided straight to it. So there's not a whole lot of mystery solving to do in your brain. Uh, And a lot of the case resolutions are just kind of disappointing in terms of what's really going on. Because, like... um, The knife one, the knife in the back one is a good example because I think our reaction to that, and I hold by this, is like, they can't do accidental... Ace Attorney needs to give up on the idea of an accidental murder or an accidental death because it's not, it sucks. Yes. <laughs> it sucks to go through all of it, to just have it be... Everyone goes, oops. Everyone goes, oops, yeah. Like, yeah, and I mean, like, you could do something thematic with that in the context of a larger story, but they kind of don't. Yeah, if they wanted to do something with it about, like, what I originally thought the moral of this game was, was that, like, life is unfair and you never get to actually know the answer (laughs) i thought that's where they were going but they don't they don't even come back they don't even like acknowledge that's the premise or that's what they're coming to or that's what you should like there's no hint that you should get that you should pull that away from this it's just a disappointment after disappointment after disappointment where ryanosuke doesn't want to be a lawyer he's doing it because his friend is dead well and the the thing that struck me about case three versus case four is that at least when that case goes unresolved they make a point of that where they're like he's like wait what was the real answer and they're like haha sorry kid right and and i if they had come back to that it would have been nice because in that game, it's like, haha, sorry, kid. And everyone tells you, like, hey, man, sometimes sometimes you don't get to know, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes you don't get to know. And your job as a lawyer is sometimes you just do, you defend your client to the best of your ability and you don't get to know. And uh, instead of keep that as a sort of interesting way to look at it and him having to get used to that as an attorney, like used to the fact that sometimes you're going to, you're a defense attorney and sometimes you're going to defend people that you don't particularly like and you may never know the answer they instead circled back around and they were like it was actually extremely bad of you to not know (laughs) it it was incredibly bad of you to not know and you should feel bad well and and you're going to have punishment for it. yeah and you're gonna be punished and also that that specifically in case five they're like oh he was a bad man you know for sure he did do the murder yeah they're like we're just gonna get rid of the ambiguity of that case which is the only thing that made it 
I was just going to say, like, you could have known, and it's bad that you didn't know, and also there is a clear answer, right? So it's like, oh, boy, because I already didn't like Case 5 that much, and they <laughs> they used it as an excuse to retroactively make 3 less interesting. So, like, cool. Honestly, Case 5 only leaves a slight pleasant taste in my mouth because of the, the Skulking Brothers. I do love the Skulking Brothers. <laughs> um, and that, that their existence saved that case for me, because Egbert sure didn't. He's, he's a nothing of a villain. He's, he's, he's got the whimsy dance, and it, it didn't pan out to being important, didn't tie back to the ballerina, didn't tie back to the Russian, who is... I'm still mad on about... The jury. On the jury. I'm still mad about the Russian. Like, that that whole thing. You know, the whole fact that like they keep reusing the same people over and over as your jury is... When did this game came out? Because Egbert... 2015, I think? So is this... I mean, Egbert's clearly trying to be a JoJo, Right. He does seem like a JoJo to me. So, like, when did the new JoJo's start happening? Like, is this a direct <laughs> response? Like, we need to incorporate somebody who's, like, a fucking JoJo in our... Because he's he looks like Aria Speedwagon. He does kind of look like that. Yeah. Or kind of like Kira, maybe, but... Maybe. But, like, I think this was definitely before that season of JoJo. What, what season is that one? Um, That's the first... Cause that's yeah, Speedwagon Grandpa. season one. Season one. And not even the prequel stuff about Great Grandpa. That's about Grandpa and, and Homo back when JoJo's was good. <laughs> so uh, season one came out in 2013. Grace Train came out in 2015. This is absolutely okay. a direct response uh, to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I was, I, I, was, I swear. It's possible. When I mean, like you know, uh, Ace Attorney is as influenced by pop culture as anyone else, right? But I think, I think that, um, I think that. Him being a JoJo's villain, and but not being being a nothing of a villain, like we we all think he's pretty boring. Yeah, means that they don't understand JoJo's. <laughs> not only did they not understand Ace Attorney, but they also don't understand JoJo's. I think I think what ended up happening was uh, the the character design team was like, let's put a JoJo's in, and then they're like. Okay, I guess we'll use him for this plot. And they're like, but he's, you don't understand, he's a thing. And they're like, no, we'll just, no. We've, we've already written it. We'll just add him in. So, like, it was like those two teams didn't talk. You might be <laughs> right, because we've made jokes about the character design team, like, <laughs> pulling shit before, which this might just be more of it. I, but even still, like, even if they did shove him in, like, I don't know, they still wrote that plot in a way where the answer to the crime was extremely straightforward. And they, the, yeah, the, the problem overall with this game is every case, and we've said this every time, because it's so linear, they, they fluff it out, they slog it out. And it made that, that, those things made it not fun. Because you didn't get to just present things, you just listened to people talk back and forth, and you just kind of kept clicking through. That was like the biggest play element down through, is like they just kind of visual noveled it up instead of mystery gameplay it up, which is what I think we have wanted. And they, so, they chose wrong. <laughs> So something as a as a preview of the future without getting into spoilers about it, there's a case in DGS2 that is a direct sequel to, and I would contend apology for case four okay. <laughs> in game one. Interesting. So you'll yeah you will be like. But an apology for it means they know that they done did it. I think so. Like that that's what I'm contending is when you get there you may. You may see what I mean. Okay. Where, because a, a lot of the same characters are involved. Oh well, in the knife one. Cause yeah, in the knife, the knife one. one. So Seki Natsume. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I wanna I wanna bring this up now because we got an email from um, 
a listener named Piet, who said um, they do love listening and look forward to it every month, so thank you. Oh, good. Um, and very much, like, uh, DGS2 is their favorite AA game. Interesting, but yes. But the first game seems like a setup so much for the second, and wanted to let us know, while this is true, it wasn't necessarily supposed to be this way. Originally, DDS was supposed to be one giant game with ten cases, but had to be split into two due to the 3DS space problem, which is why the first cases have a ton of unsolved topics. It was an interesting fact and wanted us to know about it. Which is interesting, because we have repeatedly said, how is this? how, how did they get a second game? Mm-hmm. Still don't know, because if I played this game, I'd be like, fuck, I ain't playing that second game. This sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a standalone game. I don't think it sucks as a game. Like, set up, I think it sucks as a standalone game. I mean, yes. I, I guess it would make sense of the padding in the first one if they did have to split it, because they would... You know, stuff that would have been a lot faster and shorter, they then had to stretch. Yeah, that that does make sense. Because if they need to make a full meal out of this, when, like, a lot of these cases were meant to be shorter and simpler. Because, like, the boat case and the carriage case, two and three, are both, like, pretty, they're pretty small and self-contained. Yeah. Well, in case one teaches you how to play the game, right? Right. My argument, though, here is you you had, oh, ten cases, but then you realized you didn't have enough space. You figure that pretty early on in game develop, I gotta imagine. You don't get to, like, a month before release and be like, oh, it doesn't fit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't put this in I, one? Yeah. Ace Journey has had this problem before, though, because I've heard that the reason why Bikini in, in Trials and Tribulations, the nun, the little nun mm-hmm. is so short is because they didn't have enough space to fit a full sprite. So they made her a little <laughs> tiny nun. And so, I mean, I guess they've figured out ways, but they've had creative ways to get around space limitations before. So this is not a creative way to get around a space limitation. This is Alternatively, a, honestly, you could gut a lot of the first game and condense it down. Sorry. Yeah. You can get rid of the, you can get rid of the Japan case. Honestly, you can just get on a boat and have the boat case happen. That will retroactively not have been true. Okay, well, if that's retroactively not been true, you can still introduce Japan and get on a boat in one case. Yes. Well, oh. it's not true now well, because Watson's dead. Or Wilson. Daddy Wilson is dead. Yeah. Sure. And we that's, just don't talk about it. Part that That's kind of the thing is a lot of these things are not necessary in, case, in game one, but become important in game two. There's ways you could creatively chop and condense this though so you drop mad hints for case for game two you could yeah. drop, you know what ends up having game two you could drop mad hints and have all this foreshadow in a way that would be interesting instead of being like yeah denny wilson's dead and oh that fancy lady with a swan on her head flew to the heavens <laughs> i'm sure she won't be back she won't be you know like i, I don't even <laughs> care if she comes back anymore because i'm so defeated by nothing gets salt and i understand that that's what i was like no no, no just you know play game two play game two but like you, you got if you're just trying to come straight at it it's hard like it's a hard game to recommend other new players to yeah. play you know like I, I i definitely agree that a lot could be cut out of game one and i think you could make this whole storyline work within one game by condensing some of this stuff down like even if they just did six or seven cases and not a full 10 but i that's definitely something i'd love to talk about when like when we come back for yeah, we'll come full back. game retrospective, we come back for seconds. <laughs> uh, but like, but I do, I I agree with what everyone's saying because I have played case two and I'm like, yeah, okay. There's a lot that does pay off later because they were just setups, but it's still a huge pain to be playing an entire game's worth of setups at once. 
They yeah. could have spaced it out so that there's some kind of minor conclusion reached at the end of the game one. And we're not talking like game one is only six hours or something to gameplay. It's much longer. No, it's longer. huge. Yeah. Only one case was six hours. Yeah, well, the last play. case was six hours. Um, so it was, it's gigantic. Like, let's, let's play what I, if for a second. Yes. So what, you want to talk about minor payoff. Here's how I would do it. Here's how I would do it. Minor payoff. And it would be an extremely small change. Swan Lady is the villain of the last case. That's the only change that I would have. She that comes, instead of Hatman, mm-hmm. it's Swan Lady again. And so the feeling that we all have of like, well, this dude clearly is the villain, right? <laughs> like, when it's Swan Lady, yes, it is. But you can't prove it because that happened in a foreign court, right? Right. True. So, so you have to reprove that she's the villain the long way, and there's a reason why you have to go through the slug. That, would, that small fix... Within, and then you get her and put her behind bars, payoff, right? Yes. That would be the minor resolution that you get, right? Right, and it would tie the McGillic case still back. The McGillic case is the, the, the big payoff that they try to give you. Except they have Ginny tell you in a court, in, in like prison. They just have her explain it to you in prison. And then later when she goes up on the stand, you're like, well, I pray to God she says exactly what she said to me in prison already. That was really frustrating. Yeah. They could have just not done it like that. Which, famously, all the other games make you pull the testimony out of them in court. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you might call it the core gameplay of Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you the core part? Yeah, the court part. <laughs> uh, uh, I love getting to the court part. Um, yeah, you're right. They, If that's what they wanted to do, they might have been able to pull that off. Yeah, barring whatever happens in 2. I'm yeah. sure she'll be back, and I'm sure she does something in 2. But let's ignore that for a second. Yeah. That would be the way to do the payoff. Follow-up, you could still have her in whatever role she has in 2, because you can have her get out of jail for being rich. (laughs) (laughs) One of the core themes Themes of the the game. game. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll continue to be true in the second game. So, no, I think, knowing what I do, I think it would still work. Yeah. But you'd have to shift some stuff around, but whatever. But whatever. Little shifts are fine. Yeah. And so... Uh, I agree. Like, if they wanted to do a payoff, like, have that character who was introduced and went nowhere in the first case come back in the final case, who, like, is at least a much more, like, um, characterful villain. Yeah. I don't know if that's the word, but... Because Egbert, like, I don't even really get his vibe as a (laughs) person. I think he just wants to be rich, is the vibe. He's just such a normal man. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're right I guess the thing that I fundamentally don't get about Egbert is he's like he grew up in poverty and he's yeah. ashamed of it and so he denounces his roots and becomes this patsy right basically like what's right. the fancy what's the word for a fancy British person dandy a dandy, a dandy. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he becomes a dandy and uh, and then he figures out a way to make more money and that's all he wants is more money so he never has to go back to poverty again and what does he do he calls his dad back in poverty zone that he's denied like why would he ever talk to his family again right it the way that whole setup is like my mom was so ashamed of my dad we left him and then he's like but he was a good man what (laughs) (laughs) his moral compass like is like i'm rich and i want more money and i don't want to ever be poor again i'll give my dad some money too because i care about him all of a sudden yeah you'd think he wouldn't give his dad money it, he he wasn't like being malicious or trying to use him because he cared enough about his dad to get revenge for his dad, which 
doesn't make sense to his moral arc at all. No. Or his, you no. know, and I, maybe that's like, people are complicated, right? He's supposed to be a normal man who can do crime and does do crime. I mean, people are complicated in real life, but we, sometimes, and, and I, <laughs> yeah. while I would love a complicated, multi-complex, vil, like, villain in Ace Attorney, which we've had before, it's not a crazy thing to ask for, we clearly do not have the capacity for that right now in this <laughs> game. This game did not have the capacity for, like, a, like, what, like, McGilded, right? McGilded is the closest they get in this game to a complex villain, and the complexity is, like, he does crimes, he's Irish, so that's a stereotype in, like, uh, the Brits have against Irish people. Like, he's a, he's an Irish criminal, except he also donates money to have his name on a park. And he's, like, a, he's like a nice guy, but also he's short. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice short man who does crimes for money. It's like, that's, that's the complexity we're getting. He's also not nice. No. And I mean, in one way, like, McGillan's the one you, like, look at him like, that's a villain, right? Yeah. That's sure. a villain. But Egbert, we looked at him and he's like, that's a villain. Yeah. That's the bad guy. I don't know. Can I change the topic to Von Yeah, Zeke's? go for it. Can we talk oh, about okay. how overall Baron Von Zeke's? Yes. How we feel about, how we feel about him overall game one. I'm I, sure more shit's coming. More, sure. sh- more shit's coming for sure. I was very excited about Von Zeke's from the promo stuff back when the game was going to come out. The leg thing, the wine thing, yeah. him being a vampire, great, <laughs> perfect. I'm all about it. But then he turned out not to be a vampire and I, I think I wanted more from I wanted more yeah. from Von Zeke's. Uh, I wanted more than just like a, oh, I'm racist, and yeah. that's why I'm here. Look, I hate the can, rich and I'm racist. We but... can cut this out, but is he a vampire in the next game? Uh, a real like, does he drink blood? Does he, no, does he? It, does it turn out he's a vampire? It, like, <laughs> is he literally a vampire with or, supernatural abilities? Or figuratively. <laughs> now, now, Kevin, you're giving yeah. me shit. Like, a, a real vampire with supernatural abilities? Real family of women who can channel ghosts? But that's set up in the premise at the start. Oh, it's they that start to get, you get one. You get one thing of fantasy... <laughs> That that's how the storytelling works. You the you... magical family who can detect lies. Fine. <laughs> Within the magical all, Within a magical family. <laughs> all I'm saying is that you have to set up that vampires exist in your universe ahead of time. <laughs> but just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is no. He's not literally a vampire. God damn it. However, See? however, however. Uh, he has more purpose in the story in the second one. Which is good, but I just, like, I'm sad he's not a vampire. Sure. So, yeah, I, I, I am not disappointed in Von Zeke because he, I'm not, I'm, I'm overall pleased with Von Zeke as the prosecutor. For first off, better than said Mati. True. <laughs> Can't stand that guy, personally. Um, Bobby, well, no, Bobby's the investigator. Who's, Bobby, yeah, Bobby's the police. Blackwell, Simon Blackwell. Well, you know I love Blackwell. Yeah, Blackwell. Sorry, I forgot it, but I, you know I love him. Blackwell's but... also not a vampire. Look at all he's the missed opportunity we have. <laughs> he's a he's a beautiful goth boy. Yeah, we, we know this. Goth weave, we know. He's got goth weave himself. So you know, I I'm fine with Von Zeke being this level of vampire in his aesthetic and personality and this hallowed chalice and the, t- the tossing and the leg kicks. What I don't like is he's a little flip floppy in court. He he's just like. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Actually, do whatever you want. Yeah. No, fuck you, you know. <laughs> I did like that, though. And and the only times I started to really be like, hell yeah, Von Zeke, was like at the, as 
in case five when the cops are telling him he has to do something for the government he's like no this is my courtroom (laughs) (laughs) i run this shit which i appreciate like he does i I like that he does his own agenda and he does his own agenda it just didn't always seem like a strong um a strong decision on why he was choosing what he was choosing like it didn't seem like anything like things were specifically in his best interest i suppose so that was just like a little bit of a weirdness with bonzi but overall I liked him with the asterisks of the with the whole game, the racism. Yeah, that didn't yeah. really need to be. I mean, we've been over that. Yeah. We can we can right. I know people find it very annoying, but we'll say again, like the racism was too much in this game and didn't have a point in this game. Whether it has a point later or not is probably uh I doubt it. But we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll talk about that at the um, recap next time. But for now we'll say the racism, too thick, no point to it. It's not realistic. Because nothing else is realistic. Like, you can't argue that the racism here is realistic because that's how it was in re- in real 1823. And that's why they have to do it like this when there's steampunk shit and there's a 10-year-old who writes books and there's <laughs> multiple women who hold positions of power and are on the jury, right? Like, there's there's other thing, people, other people who are marginalized are not treated, you know, it's like, it, it, well, we'll be done with it. But you get the point. The point is... We all agree that the racism in this game is not pay off or have a purpose. For sure. I agree. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the end of it. I'm just looking through all of our listener emails, and Maddie is Maddie is the queen of emailing us after every case. So thank you, Maddie. <laughs> thank you, Maddie. Um, but Maddie, for the most part, generally agrees with us. Loves the Skulking Brothers. You know, feels like the level of racism doesn't pay off. Uh, does really enjoy like the characters we are, but like basically does a lot of like I'm not going to say you're going to love the second game. I'm very interested to see what you guys think of it. I hope you like it. Which thank you, Maddie. Thank you for tempering our expectations. <laughs> uh, but Maddie's like you know after after the first game, I didn't give a shit about Kazuma. I'm putting words in your mouth, Maddie. I'm just summarizing. <laughs> but uh, you know I didn't care about Kazuma. There's a lot of fan art out there, but you know just keep going kind of thing. No, no, not going to spoil or you know yeah. do anything. But I can't ignore the fan art, everyone. So I'll <laughs> just say that I am aware that there's a lot of fan art, and we'll leave it at that. Um, but Maddie did notice, like in case three, we were kind of like eh, a Natsume. In hindsight, Natsume is more enjoyable with his weird pose, his, his Power Ranger poses and yeah. his haikus. <laughs> Uh, in hindsight, I, like as uh, further away from it, I find it more endearing. Where at the time, I was like, "This is a choice." <laughs> What's your deal, man? <laughs> What's your deal, man? <laughs> and you're slowly dying from the gas leak in your apartment. Um, what was um, the cat's name? Mochihiko? Is that the cat? What's the? Oh, you know? it, it, they, they said the cat's name in case five a bunch, and I can't I, remember because yeah. it was very long. I'm glad the cat is not abandoned because we did give Natsume like a lot of shit. Natsume <laughs> a lot of shit for abandoning his cat. And then we took care of it. Iris took care of it. But um, in that case, Maddie noticed that, like, they added a bunch of animations to Ryanosuke. Um, and that, like, he's starting to mirror Von Zeke's in terms of slamming the desk and doing other things. So things that I, I didn't quite note, but are, like, the animations overall for the game are great. Yeah. yeah. I love that they're more fluid. I said this in the beginning of case one, as I used to, like, write down, like, all the different poses people had. And you also said in case one, they have break-in stages now. I think breaking in stages is fun, but the final break needs to be worth it. And in case five with Egg, it wasn't worth it. What did he? How did he? Even, he's, oh, he's, he started strang- killing Lestrade. Yeah, yeah. He started strangling. He strangled Dixon. him with his uh, broken cane. Yeah. yeah, which was violent, but like, but not not cool. It I wasn't guess. personal. It wasn't personal. Yeah, it right. wasn't him breaking down. It was him lashing out. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was. It's. I mean, I kind of go. It's. 
Gant is not the best one, but Gant is the quintessential that I go to, where sure. Gant just starts becoming electrocuted from this, nowhere, and then like Gant and Manfred are the two strongest yeah. impressions I have. Well, so of part of, to me the part of the breakdown is representative of how strongly their character has been built up, and right. so for a character like Egbert, who we don't have a great sense of. Uh, who is just kind of a normal man. There's only so extreme his breakdown can be because, you know, what does he have going on? And, like, with case four, there's no villain to break down, right? The whole thing's an accident. Uh, and grants it's like characters have minor breakdowns as they, like, reach the truth. But no, no one is solely responsible for this in a way that, like, their personal guilt can be materialized in a cool animation. Yeah. But, and then, like, case three, obviously... Agnes just laughs maniacally, and I'm yeah. like, "Actually, hold on, can we uh, can we be a jerk? Can we, <laughs> well, yeah. and he, you know, he doesn't. He has the reverse of a breakdown because he won. Because yeah. he wins. Let's uh, do a small change again, real quick. Eggbird's breakdown would have just been stripping him off of his all of his dandiness and bringing him back to the poverty zone, which was his nightmare, right? Right, that's, what that's it, true. Making him the third Skulkin brother is really <laughs> what I'm asking for. I'm saying take so, Eggbert, make him the last Skulkin brother as his breakdown. That would have been perfect. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Egbert, if we wanted to make him more classically Ace Attorney, should have been more pretentious about the person he was trying to be. Yeah. Right? That if he was trying to be a dandy, if he was trying to desperately escape the the life he used to have, then, like, that desperation doesn't come through in him. But it could have. Yeah, it could have. I think interestingly enough, they are they are trying to be sort of political in this game, but they're also too scared to. Because what he could have done, how could you sell state secrets? Well, this state has never done anything for me, mm. is the response. Like, of course I'm going to sell state secrets to better my own standing. The state put me where I was. You know, they've never helped me. But they're too, they're too scared to make that big of a political statement, I think. <laughs> at, about... England, because this game it does a lot of like, what's weabooba for England? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Westaboo. No, it's there's a word for it. It's uh, I think they're just British file or something like that. Oh, Anglophile. Anglophile. Yeah. yeah oh, I don't called. like that. It doesn't sound good. But you know what? I, you know what I mean. Yeah. Right? No, unfortunately, like, that's the word because Doctor Who fans are the ones who got called that. Okay. I, I don't think that that will continue into the second game. Are they going to not be cowards about political statements in the second game? We'll see. Okay. Interesting. So, I'm reading the emails and I just saw the sentence, was Cosmo cool? <laughs> that <laughs> no, was the name of an episode. I, I know. Well, uh, Maddie, Maddie was going to answer that, but, you know, I think we got to just hold all reserve for the next game because as of case two, we're all just like, he just fell, he fell into a bedpost and died. Yeah. He got scared by a cat? He got scared, and he got scared so bad he fell and died, yeah. The real the real truth is that... Is that she pushed she him? She pushed him. She pushed him? Well, I guess so. Because he went to go ask his friend, a.k.a. Rio, in the closet, but she thought she was gonna, he was going to go pull the, like, the call bell to get her arrested. Right. So she pushed him out of fear, and he hit the bedpost oh, and Oh, you're right. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, he was sort of murdered. Uh, but mostly... <laughs> <laughs> mostly, uh, the... Uh, I still can't get over the fact that he... I'm still stuck on the fact that he opened the door in English. No, you, you're right. That was a huge he, oversight. He Kazuma thought he was opening... He opened the door for the Russian girl, and he said, oh, you know, he thought he was talking to Hosunaga. And he said, oh, you're working really late, basically, something like that. 
in English, though, because the girl understood him. But why would Kazuma address Hosunaga in English? Good question. And so the entire premise of that, why would he let her in? Why would he open the door and let her in kind of falls apart if he had said something in Japanese? Because she thought he was, she didn't know that he was a Japanese person, which is why she wrote in Russian. So the whole, like, if he had answered the door speaking Japanese, she would have known he wasn't a Russian speaker. And then the whole premise of the case falls apart. (laughs) (laughs) Because he answered the door in English. Stephanie's explanation is he's a nerd, so the moment he started going to England, he would have only insisted on speaking English to everyone. I I think that's maybe And I'll accept that, because otherwise... It doesn't... He's got to keep his practicing up, because he's going to practice law in England. Well, we we also don't know if Hosunaga speaks English. Oh, that's a good point. Well, he does. No, he translated for the No, you're movie. right. He yeah, does. So he does. Okay, good. All right, let's talk about how great Hosunaga is and Hosunaga how I miss him so much. I wish Hosunaga was, had come all the way with us. I know. Him and some consumption. I, at the end of the game, we know he's still okay and alive, and he's still on a boat, which means he didn't get to get <laughs> off the boat. It doesn't make a lot of sense either, though, because he was sent as Kazuma's bodyguard. Right. Failed. By the government. Failed and then didn't continue as our bodyguard, which means that he was only Cosmo's bodyguard. Well, but also if he mm-hmm. failed in his bodyguarding, they're not going to let him keep doing it, right? Well, how are they going to stop him? I mean, I felt like he at least personally would be like, oh, I'm not a good bodyguard. Well, he, I will he, stop now. And he, and he said he wasn't a good bodyguard. Right. But if he's the only option for the government, but I think that's an interesting point in... Not knowing, I keep putting my hand so I don't look at Kevin. Not knowing in game two what happens. Yeah, not knowing what happens in game two. He was, he, you know, at the stage of the boat murder, Mm -hmm. he should have gotten off the boat and continued with his duties until it's told otherwise by the Japanese government, right? By, they send a telegram and they get a telegram back about what's going on with him. He should not have stayed to accompany the body back. Right. Although game two. Although. <laughs> although game two is going to happen. Maybe the body's not a body. Just a body. Maybe the body's still warm. We don't know. We, and Michelle and I don't know. You got to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> you, you cut that part out. Uh, <laughs> although side note. I'm going based on our conversation at the last episode. Our last <laughs> episode was what you had said was you don't think he's dead. No, because there's and too I much fair. <laughs> there's too much fair. I, but then my argument still is Clay Terrence, so like, mm, I don't know. Also with all this, all this speculation stuff is Susato. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel like Susato's a very large victim in this game. Yeah, poor Susato. Um, people really like Susato. Maddie really likes Susato. I don't know if I've come fully around to loving Susato. I like her. I want her to do, I want better for her. Yes. It's, it's the Sakura Naruto yeah. problem. Not like there's a ship, but Sakura from Naruto. I wish better for, you know, Kairi from Kingdom Hearts. I wish better for you because you're treated like shit and you deserve better. But then, of course, in this last case, we get like, I'm not ready to reveal my secrets to you yet. Like, it's some hot track. You want to know who's treated the worst in this game? It's Iris Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Because Susato and... Because Ryunosuke and Susato both know that her dad is dead and will not tell her. They know. They cannot be like, oh. Herlock definitely knows. Well, her, of course yeah, Herlock Yeah, of course knows. he does. But the that's so... We're, we're going... We're fast approaching the realm of malicious. It's malicious of them. To not, because even if they're like, well, we don't know if that's the right guy named Wilson, to mention that happened, right? To not even mention to her, hey, right before we left Japan, we were part of a trial. Because they talk about this with Ginny. Right. I was in front of her. I was I was accused of a murder. And that guy was actually a visiting professor from England named Wilson, right? Like, 
Just tell her. I know it's going to be hard and painful, but the the more you withhold it, you know, if, if she knows that it's a possibility, you can investigate and make sure that was or was not the correct Wilson. To let this poor girl think that her dad is still alive after you know that he's not is and malicious. I, it would be one thing if they were at the time investigating him to see if he was. Like if they had at least in their mind be like, we want to confirm before we tell her or don't. They could mention if they mentioned that, that would be great. But they don't mention that, they right? Just but say they like, don't. They mostly just leave it. Yeah, they leave it alone. They're like, "This is Herlock's problem." <laughs> yeah, but they also don't tell Herlock. Oh, you're right. Shit. They could have said, "Herlock, listen, we were in a case that this guy. Could you use your magic detective powers to figure out if that was really her dad?" Then I wouldn't be mad at them. But they could also say, "Like, hey, Herlock, famously friends with." <laughs> Yeah. A doctor from England. But at least at the time, that should be in the forefront of their memories as the last thing they did before they came to England. Right. That they'd be like, hey, we could at least ask Herlock about this. Yeah. And they did. That guy they, we live with. They did debt and jack shit for two months. Nah. <laughs> they didn't do anything for two months. But I and, mean. And, and that I think is absolutely a victim of the game being stretched out for the sake of yeah. not having this whole second game where all this plot matters. But it feels like. Like, so, Ryanosuke and Sasato suffer from not having enough character in this game. Like, having not being built up enough. And to have that, that really detracts from... Or, I guess it says a lot about who they are as people. Because this is one of the only things we know about them. Is that they withheld the information about the death of this girl's father from her. I think the characters... This is this, And this is, like meta level. I think these two characters are suffering from an ace attorney problem of do do Apollo and Trucy know their siblings yet? These two are suffering from do we tell her that her dad is does dead? Does she know her dad is dead? She doesn't know. <laughs> she her doesn't dad. know her dad is dead. Yeah. She does like do we tell her her dad is dead is the do Trucy and Apollo know their siblings yeah. problem. Ace attorney is doing this to our characters because they don't want to write this scene in right now. They want they want to have this build up this scene potentially never pay off or pay off in the second game. That is my guess. And I don't want to hold it against Ryu and Susato, but because they're doing it, it's real shitty, especially Susato's not telling anyone about the Hounds of Baskervilles. In the narrative, I have to hold it against them because there sure. is no, if in the meta, there's a reason is they want to have the dramatic scene, but in the, in the narrative, there is no reason. Right, and we've just addressed different ways they could have a reason. Yeah. That well, they don't. And at the same time, like storytelling-wise... Saving that dramatic scene for later is for what reason, right? Because you could have a dramatic scene now and then another dramatic scene later when they reveal more information about it. Like that the lack of payoff in that first game is unnecessary because you can pay things off in in gradients. So I don't know. Well, the reason with the Hounds of Baskervilles thing too is have a dramatic scene now. Tell Sherlock. Yeah. Don't tell Iris. Then, when it's revealed that Susato is familiar with the Hans of Baskervilles, something she could only be familiar with by implication is that she was involved in the case, right? That's the only way that she could be familiar with it. Iris, the super genius, however, too dumb to figure that out. That's mm-hmm. fine. But then, so, Rianosuke has a conversation with Herlock. Hey, this, we were involved in this case. Can you make sure it was the real Watson? Then Susato's like, actually, I'm familiar with this situation, but I don't want to talk about it. So then Ryunosuke is like, Susato knows more about that Watson thing than I knew because her dad was friends with him too. But I right. mean like, so he, then Ryunosuke can start thinking like, hang on, she, there's something she knows that she's not telling too. 
And then you can have two dramatic scenes later. One is the reveal about the Hound of Baskerville's societal connection, and one is revealing to Iris the, 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 that her dad died case and the method and that you were accused of it. I don't, yeah. I don't understand why we didn't do that. Like, well, why? I don't understand why Ryu wouldn't notice and not say, even if he doesn't say it out loud, says it in the thinking part, like, hey, Sasato knows something about the Wilson thing. Her dad was friends with him. And then later, sure. as a reminder, hey, we had case one where it was like her dad's friends with him. And then this brief reminder in the middle, hey, her dad was friends with him. And then later, when it's important to the plot that her dad <laughs> is friends with him, as I assume it will be later, then we have three times the charm, right? Three rule of threes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned the thinking. This is this is moving on topics, but you have mentioned the thinking out loud. This game had a problem where we were. I thought we were clearly thinking things, and then Susato or other people would comment on the things we were thinking. So I don't know if Ryu has a problem of whispering out loud <laughs> or a very readable face or what. But that really bothered me because it broke the structure of what I understood of Ace Attorney thinking. <laughs> it happens to, it happens to Phoenix a lot too, but it, it does happen to Rio more. It happens to Rio significantly where Phoenix, someone will say something, he goes, well, but Phoenix will be like, well, how did you know what I was thinking kind of yeah. reaction to it? And he goes, oh shit, I like, I made, I, I guess it was on my face. Like he, he kind of acknowledges like, oh, I thought too loudly. And it kind of happens in, when it happens to Phoenix, it's kind of a nice payoff, sort of, is like, it happens when, after the earthquake, he goes to find Edgeworth in Trials and Tribulations, and Edgeworth does it, and it's because they are so close, right? It's because of their childhood connection, or sometimes Maya does it to him, Mm -hmm. and it's like, the people who are close to him are the ones who know it. Mm -hmm. Susato is close to, to Reno's game, but it's a little less developed such that you can be like oh she can read him like a book right right which all the fan art is of ryu and kazuma and the game puts its own very gay fan art at the end of the first game (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) stephanie you know that that means they're canon is i think you you just brought up that susato and and ryu's gay are probably going to be the grandparents i brought this up before podcast but that's what i was going to bring back up yeah i think you brought you brought it up and i didn't even think about it but the fact that all the fan art is gay means that they're canon actually that the straight couple is canon (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately That the straight couple is canon? Or yeah, the, because yeah. everyone's mad about oh, it. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> no, because nobody ships it. Because, so yeah, that that was my my my, uh, my calls were either Susato is a fae, which I don't think is the case based on the 15-minute video of the old Ace Attorney characters and the new Ace Attorney characters talking in the bonus features of this game. It's long and not really worth oh, it. I didn't watch that shit. Oh. I watched Sorry. the one. I watched the one. I told you not to watch it. It's very long, and it doesn't really pay off. But basically... She's like, oh, what? Like Mia's like, oh, she's so. Or sorry, Maya's like, oh, she's so beautiful and refined in Japanese. Like, hey, are you a fae? And she goes, no. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that she's not a fae, which means to me that they're probably those two are going to end up. She's going to be great grandma Phoenix, probably. I don't think like Ace Attorney or is going to let them just be friends forever. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll never address it or whatever. But like that's that's the thing I'm I'm afraid is going to get shoehorned in. And I want Susato to be her own person and not Ryo's wife and assistant for the rest of her life. I will say this game has never, this series has never done relationships. Done relationships ever. Well, they have, they've usually one of them's dead. And well, yeah. Kentucky and, and, and Or Big they're Wins. already married. Yeah. Like Ron, Ron Delight and, Je- and Desi Delight. Are, and Polly you and know, Beat, yeah. The the that's Raleigh Raleigh Raleigh, Raleigh yeah, they're both beats Raleigh and Pat <laughs> the beats Raleigh and Beat oh. Raleigh and Pat 
<laughs> yeah, I can just make them one name. <laughs> Probably be. Yeah, real quick about those two. I really do like their combined character animation. Where I, she I shakes think... him? Yeah, where she puppets him around all weird. <laughs> oh, where she's like, do put him up, put him yeah. up, punch him. I do kind of like that I like one. that one. I don't like all the scarf strangling, and I don't like... Yeah, that, they, not like, so much. They look at each other with the sparkly eyes. I like it when John and his wife do it. I forgot her name. Um, I think it was just like Martha or uh, Mary. It was like a very... Yeah, where the Gabardines do it. I like it when they do it, because I feel like they love each other. When those two do it, don't like it as much. <laughs> Um, it, it, it was a little long. I think it rang, it, I, oh, sure. I thought it was very fluid and good, but I, at the time I was so annoyed with them. I was like, get, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but the Skulking Brothers do their thing, which is similar, but they go like, eh? The Skulking <laughs> Brothers can never do anything that I disagree with, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless they introduce Skulkin number three and he sucks. Gregson's already there. What yeah, Gregson's Skulkin number three. Yeah, Gregson's Skulkin. Speaking of Gregson, how do we feel about Greggy? He he has a he he doesn't have like an, a narrative arc, but he has a character showing. I he guess. really flips and flaps though, doesn't he? Sometimes I love Gregson, sometimes I hate Gregson, and there's no middle ground. <laughs> I feel like I was pretty in middle about Gregson for the most part, and then I hate him, and then I'm annoyed with him. But I do I do like tough cop Gregson, I guess. In hindsight, I like it. I like it when he's calling you sunshine because I think out of all of the things that we get called, it's the best one because we're from the land of the rising sun, sunshine. I just like yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but I liked it. Um, yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, I don't like him when he's chomping, like uh, no, when he's like schmoozing, trying to schmooze Iris. Oh, when he does his like tea drinking, the tea drinking. Yes. No, I mean that's. But, I mean, that's, like, intentionally too much, right? Yeah. The whole point is that yeah. he's... Yeah, but I had to watch him drink tea for, I think, a total of 25 minutes in case five. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it, they lean way too hard into that. Yeah. I do, I do like his ability to summon infinite fish. Yeah, I thought it just shakes it up from the bottom. I do kind of like the fish and chips aspect. His little bouquet of fish and chips, he just shakes <laughs> Um, um, I I kind of hope Gregson is the third Skulkin brother. If there's any choice, because because then it would also make sense for him with the he would have the same motivations as Egbert, except for <laughs> except for different. Uh, I think we talked about we talked about this a little bit last time, but the fact that he is a cop and he does things for the cop, the, doing it the cop way and stuff. I I, I think he's overall a fine cop. Uh, Hosonaga just rules, so he, he Hosonaga does rule. <laughs> he pales in comparison. Yeah, but I mean, Gregson is meant to be more antagonistic than Hosonaga is. It's true. Yeah, Hosonaga could bother to be a little antagonistic. But <laughs> he does. Oh, he's too good. He's too nice. He's I was great. I was re-listening to us, uh, us going to the first case, and I was like, I stole all the evidence. I don't care what you say; it's for justice. <laughs> and it's like, can I have the bloody steak plate? He's like, yeah, you know, I took it here. You. <laughs> <laughs> He brings out the wrong one, but he brings out the other one later because he took both. The biggest payoff, actually, though, is if is if Hosunaga von Car- or von Palos is Don Palos his way into this game. Like he was undercover <laughs> the whole time again, but as somebody like he was, it's like actually revealed that Susato was Hosunaga <laughs> undercover, <laughs> and Susato actually went back with the body. That's the real. Where's that? Two things I want. I want Von Zeeks to be a real vampire, and I want Hosanaga <laughs> to be a master of disguise. And what I'm describing is literally a latent game. I know. Uh, yeah. I know I'm just describing uh, Diabogal Box, but I, that's what I want. <laughs> it's, good, it's good shit. It's good shit. It's good shit. It's good shit. Um, other characters we haven't talked about. Oh, sorry, do you want to? No. Okay. Other characters I want to talk about, which is we never talked, we didn't in this episode talk about Herlock. 
We've talked enough we've about talked. I, Well, Kevin, what are your thoughts about Herlock? Because we've talked enough about Herlock. I, I mean, like, Herlock, um, I think he's funny, like, as just sort of the worst possible detective yeah. who can't solve a crime to save his life, uh, but who is absorbing all this praise, like, vicariously. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I think that role is generally pretty silly. He's got uh, too much money. He does have too much money. I, is it Case 5 where they introduce Sad Sherlock? Yeah. 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 Right. That version of him is also, I like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, might as well die for yeah. whatever reason. <laughs> uh, that's, He's just completely bent over. Yeah. That's um, not a bad... Yeah, I I spent a lot of time disliking Herlock actively. Um, I get that. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but based on our listener emails, everyone really enjoys Herlock. They find it whimsical. They find it fun. I mean, the Dance of Deduction, we do enjoy, even if it's not great. It's still definitely better than other mechanics we've had recently. I, I, I would say that um, in, in Game 1, as he has a tendency to prolong cases by doing his shtick, then if you're already kind of t- getting tired with where a case is going, him coming in to make it worse is not improving <laughs> thing. Where he's like, hello, I'd like to solve the case wrong now. And you're like, okay, Herlock. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm but, sort of neutral or negative tinged towards Herlock, but not because of him not being Sherlock Holmes, just because of like him being very clearly merch bait, if that makes sense. Like, oh, they, interesting. They put his, he's got his coat on, he's got his hat on, he's got his hat off, he's got his coat off, he's got so many. My own my own family doesn't even get to put their coat on and off, but her like shows get 75 sprites. We can't, we don't have enough room to put this game onto one game disc, and it's because of how many outfits her like shows has, okay? <laughs> but, it's that drill tweet about candles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock Sholmes outfit, where it's like, my rent is seven fifty. I spent three thousand dollars on Sherlock Sholmes outfits. Please help me. My family is starving. Right? Like, <laughs> he's just like he's like the favorite child. Sure. And it Absolutely. comes across. And so, like the the vague negative tinge I have towards him is like. Oh, he's clearly the favorite. Like, he's the Sasuke Uchiha. Like, they're, they're pushing the, I don't know why I keep talking about Naruto. I don't know why I keep talking about Naruto. But, I mean, like, he's very clearly, you know, he's he's the death of the kid from Soul Eater. That's an outdated one. What's a new, Who's everyone's favorite from My Hero Academia? It's not the main boy. Everyone uh, hates it's the, 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 uh, the Fire Ice Kid. Fire Ice yeah, yeah, Kid. Todoroki. He's Todoroki from My Hero Academia. You know, like, he's the favorite. And it's like, oh, okay. The favorite's here, right? Right. <laughs> Um, and he's got he's got his secret angst, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 his sad, yeah. His he sad gets boys. Right where he plays a violin, he gets a sprite for this. He gets so a, actually, you know. I've I've now after talking at length have come to, you know how you think about Clavier Gavin and he makes you sad. Iris yeah. Wilson makes me really sad. Now. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I wish he was a little older. Just. A couple of years older. If she was a late teen, it wouldn't hurt as bad. But she's 10. <laughs> she's 10 and She's old. 10 and all these fucking adults are lying to her. Like, Ginny's whole thing about adults being shit, actually, that should be Iris's thing. <laughs> I just, she's, I mean, and she's a genius and she's a dog. You know, she's too much for a 10-year-old. She's a to- the complete package, you know, like, of ever like, Manny Pixie Dream Girl, but she's 10. Yeah. So maybe that's why she's 10. So you can't Manny Pixie Dream Girl her. I don't know, but it's... Or whatever, you know, like the full pack, or the Mary Jane is, I don't know. Whatever Mary archetype. Sue. Yeah, Mary, Mary Sue. Sue. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
every archetype you want to put into her. Like that's that's what she is at the age of ten. And I don't know. It just I I feel I feel that everyone's lying to her. I feel bad that she's the only competent person. We look at a dead body for the first time, and Gregson's response is at least it wasn't you. Yeah, no, Gregson is not uh, his doctor patient. Uh, <laughs> his bedside manner. Yeah, his bedside manner is fucking it's terrible. Work. Oh, and also, to your point, everyone in this game is dead from minor wounds because it's recorded. <laughs> yes. Like, the fact that they had surgery on Sherlock Holmes. He's, and, he's wicked dead. And they overdosed him on anesthesia and also maybe forgot a scalpel in there. Like, he's wicked dead. He's wicked right? dead. Knife in the back lady's wicked dead. Um, Natsume is wicked dead from his poison, his, yeah. his gas poisoning. <laughs> yeah, he's gone mad for it. He's like, he's, <laughs> he's a yeah. king leered it. He's on a boat yeah, now. Um, Hosonaga's night of consumption. Um, Susato's that the thing about Susato going, and I was like, this is, I know this is not real, like, this is the, how it worked with the, you get a telegram that your dad's dying or whatever, and then you go back. Granted, I think that's a lie because I don't trust male strongheart. No. <laughs> Why not? Why don't you trust male strongheart? <laughs> just from the name. Great grandpappy Gant? No, thank you. But just because he looks exactly like Gant and is in charge of and, their legal system. And acts exactly like <laughs> And has Gant's office. Like, yeah. Uh, just I don't trust male strongheart, but okay. But like, assuming what she's been told is true, she has to go back home. Her daddy's sick. Her daddy's been sick and getting worse for multiple weeks. And now she has to go on a two month voyage to get home. Uh, just don't. Your dad's dead. <laughs> I hate to be like this. I, that that was my thought, but I'm just like, oh, but she would definitely go she back. She would go back, but also, and everyone, nobody is like, you shouldn't go back. You know, everyone is supportive right. and nice about it, which is absolutely fair and fine, except for your daddy's dead. Why don't you just not bother? <laughs> Unfortunately, and that's very heartless of me, but like, you're too late. He's been getting worse for three weeks. Well, but even, even if he did die, she would have to go back to like receive the Handle estate or whatever. The and... Yeah, she has to go back. I know, but I'll, she doesn't want to. Like, her dream is to stay. <laughs> True. So, I, I mean, she's not out of the story or anything. No. no. Well, we're going to go back, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this I, is a minor thing about Susato, but I never got over how fucking stupid her hair is. Just bothered me the whole game. Still going to bother me all <laughs> next game. Well, this is not as bad as Pearl Faye. No, but the shapes in Susato's hair just don't make any fucking sense, and it makes me mad. <laughs> uh, that's an aside, but that's just like, I, aesthetically, like, I wish Iris was older and wasn't wearing a Lolita fashion petticoat, but her she her is. Her hair is stupid. You her want to talk about stupid. Stupid. hair is stupid, Iris Wilson's hair is stupid. It's stupid, but she's like a 10-year-old every Lolita girl, so there's that, and then they look at Susato, and I'm like, you're supposed to be refined, and your hair looks like that. I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the women are done dirty once again in Ace Attorney. Yeah. What's new? <laughs> Those are those are my personal aesthetic problems. Um, I think. Is there any other characters? Anything else? Other thing is music. How did we overall feel about the soundtrack? It's fine. Nothing. Yeah, I'm neutral yeah. about it. <laughs> Nothing really like gripped me or didn't grip me. It's it's not my favorite iteration of any given like pursuit or uh, court theme, but a lot of people are really upset. It's not on that vinyl album release, and I don't actually give a shit because one, <laughs> it didn't really, it didn't do anything for me either way, and but two, everybody, it takes so long to make vinyl, and there's a global vinyl shortage right now. Like, yes, they've this has been in production for quite a while. Don't be mad at the vinyl people. Just buy it, and then maybe they'll make more. Yeah. Yeah. So, side. Yeah. I guess I, I I enjoyed it. I think I got gripped at some points, um, but it is. A full orchestra will do that to me. Oh yeah, I mean, I I think it was done well. Yeah. Um, there were there were just some points where it did line up and hit very well, but I would say for the most part, yeah, I don't think it was it was serviceable. I will say 
that I spent a lot of time with my sound turned way down because I was playing it in front of my family. So (laughs) there were many points where I did not get the soundtrack. This was the first time I played on the... This is the first time I played the game on the TV, on the Switch, um, for the most part. Okay. Not the most part, but for a good chunk of it, I did. Um, And so you do... I get, like... I got, like, full TV volume sound. Um, But after a while, yeah, you know, just, like, it's, it's... background noise what's a what's a moment that really struck you oh no i can't remember i can't remember (laughs) any any specific moments but i just remember a couple times where it was um i think maybe it was susato was on screen something like that but it was a little bit or it was ryanosuke talking about kazuma but it hit like a little bit of the japanese flair and it mixed it with like the english like orchestra kind of Mm -hmm. sound so they kind of like hit well and like kind of punched it a couple of times just really well and like like, really good emotional swells, which this game doesn't obviously have a ton of emotional swells, which was the whole, like, problem is, like, it doesn't <laughs> really hit that hard. But the few times that it was there, it was done well. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, not super remarkable. But a lot of people do like it, so. Yeah, I think I um, I think I like Cosmos theme, but also I'm re- remembering now, I think we, I was playing it out loud, and then I realized that it was a slow version of a different thing, and I can't remember what that is. Oh, I remember. Now, but I'll have to bring that back up later. Um, yeah, I, I think we did talk about that. <laughs> I just don't remember at all what it was. I don't know what it was. Oh, well. I'll, oh, I'll think of it again, or I won't. Yeah. But well, I'll listen to it later. God, I was listening to the first our, our first case episode, and I was like, i got to remember to bring this back up again. And, of course, I can't remember what it was. Too many thoughts. From the first ca- case? case I, it was something I had case? said, and I was like, oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need to talk about that again, but I can't remember. Which is fine. If you guys have listened and you're like, wait, you said you were going to talk about this thing later and never did. Remind us what those things are. Yeah, remind <laughs> us about those things. We'll work on playing too. I would say that I'll try and play it on the TV to try and get that that full full music feel, except for... Spoilers. Spoilers. Which Tony is- has started it. Which That's good. I haven't. So. I, I haven't been playing it for the most part on TV for spoiler reasons. Also, yeah, I do remember at one point in the game, I was like, and Aaron looked over and he goes, "This game is ridiculous," and I'm like, "You have no idea." <laughs> so I mean, it hits those Ace Attorney. It's always ridiculous problems or feels or yeah, it is what it is. I'm excited to play the second game, but I'm going to temper my expectations. I also want to say thank you to every single person who has emailed us with their deep thoughts. I didn't read all your emails like I usually do, but I feel like we kind of covered a lot of the things you said. So if there's something poignant uh, between Maddie, Jams, uh, Ultron, Jade, um, and everybody else who, whose name I haven't said, Kevin Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> thank, yes, thank you everybody for everybody's feedback about it. And thank you, Kevin, for tolerating us playing us in, in slow motion, basically. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I do my best not to just rampantly spoil it for you <laughs> we, we, we appreciate will, that yes we appreciate it but we'll have you back for the second one hell yeah, yeah. um jesse wanted to be on i'm like did you finish it she's like nope i'm like you don't have time it was like early this week it. i was like you don't have time after that last case you don't have time yeah no but thank you everybody we love you please email us look forward to hearing to us next month um, um they email us at object to this podcast at gmail.com or email us on tumblr object to this dot tumblr.com Thanks, Michelle, for the garbage at the end. Well, thanks, Dark Shadow H2, for the Eastwright theme song, Hey Pal, a Detective Gumshoe remix. <laughs> Find us on Podcast Garden. No, yes, Podcast Garden. No, no yes, 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 Bean, Bean, No, no, Bean. Po- bean. We grew our bean from the garden. <laughs> we grew our yeah. bean from the garden. <laughs> we are on Podbean after having grown it from the garden, yes. Yeah. Podbean. <laughs> yeah, Podbean. Find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us while you're there. Uh, but that's that's everything. That's it. Thanks, Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. (laughs) 
In the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. I'm Kevin. That was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? <laughs>